0: Hello and thank you for joining us for How Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where we fill in the gaps in each other's cinematic knowledge by asking important questions like you really never saw The
1: Mummy or... Oh, now, you're telling me you never caught The Third Man or...
0: How have you not seen Princess Mononoke? (laughs) Hello again, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I am your co-host, Caroline Thompson. Carson
1: Betts here. And
0: and this is How Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where each week we pick one of our favorite movies that the other hasn't seen. We talk about it. Then we go and watch the movie.
1: And we talk about it some more.
0: It's going to be a real good time. It's going to
1: be a great time. Carson. Yes.
0: Over the last year, I know that you have been watching a lot of Miyazaki films.
1: I've watched all of them.
0: How have you not seen Princess Mononoke, then?
1: <laughs> um, uh, no good answer. There's no good answer for this. I mean, it literally was I, we, we, we did, Akira, earlier. I discussed on a, a test about how I am a, not by nature an, an anime boy. Right. Uh, it's just not my thing, so much. Um, and then you introduced me to Spirited Away, and I watched that, and then I pretty quickly like gobbled up all the other Miyazaki Ghibli movies. Because I love that man. He's so goddamn weird. Have you seen King of Dreams and Madness? No. You gotta no, I've it. not. It's so good. It's Ooh. so good. He's so weird. Um, but I just, this was just the last one I was getting to. And you were like, I love it. We should just do it on the podcast. And I was like, yeah, yeah, let's go for it.
0: Yeah, I did. When I found out you were doing all of the Miyazaki's,
1: I did forbid yeah. you from
0: watching doing this one. <laughs> okay. But it's only because you made it until like six months ago without having seen it. So I was like, you know what? Like you, like you haven't seen any, or you haven't seen all of them so just save this one because whether we did this episode today or six months ago, it's still, it's still, uh, shameful. Not really. It is. It
1: is shameful. It is shameful.
0: What do you know about Princess Mononoke? I mean,
1: I feel like I know a pretty decent amount about Princess Mononoke. Again, just from, uh, you know, Hayao Miyazaki. Talk about that. It's an anime, Mm -hmm. anime feature. Um, it is like i think it's his maybe his longest movie it is the most like grand uh epic fantasy of them i believe other than like i mean nausicaa but that one's so early and also so weird but like it's grand epic fantasy it's steeped in japanese folklore and mythology as a number of his films are mm-hmm. uh there's one of the characters got like a goo hand is that right is it a goo hand that he has
0: sort of yeah it's like a goo it, hand it's more or less it's classic or less uh get accurate. him venom
1: goo hand um get him venom get him venom uh there is a character named princess mononoke and she is not the protagonist there's a different there's like a young boy who's the protagonist that mononoke is like a major character yes
0: uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: okay and sort there's of yes. like that might be about it that might kind of be where it ends
0: okay, cool, 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 cool. um yeah, very, very, very great film. um this was one that again, just following this weird through line of like I saw movies way too young too early yeah. um but this one is not my fault. um this is one of those things where when I was growing up, we had um this lovely old lady who had babysit us and uh me and my me and my older sister and like she was a retired old lady, so all she would do all day was like sit at home, and like we weren't the only kids she babysat for, but we were like the ones she did the most often.
2: Yeah. And so
0: she would just sit at home during the day and watch movies, and like not really even watch them, but just like find things on TV that she thought kids would enjoy, and just and just videotape them, like with her VCR, just tape them off of cable. Oh. And that's um, so nice. Well, it was it was on the one hand very nice and on the other hand very smart of her because she got to come over with three VHS tapes and she's like, shut the fuck up, kids. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah. this was one that she was like, cool, it's a cartoon. Like, kids will love this. The kids will love this. And um, so she gave my sister and I this movie. My sister's two years older than me. She gave us this movie. I think she was six and i was four or maybe she was seven and i was five uh-huh. and um this is by far miyazaki's kind of like most like adult really? really yeah yeah in that um i believe in the states it was given a pg-13 rating yeah um because it is i mean it's you know about like it takes place in kind of like ancient feudal Japan. And, um, so, you know, much like in, you know, much like in a lot of like Western fantasy that takes place in like medieval Europe, there's swords and bows and arrows and, you know, and it's like that, you know, there's the adventure story and there's quite a bit of like realistic ish violence that goes along with that. Um, and yeah, and so it is very, very fun, but this movie, um, this movie is great. It means a lot to me.
2: Well,
1: I mean, I mean, okay. Well, this is, I mean, this is the thing about Miyazaki. This is the thing about Miyazaki is that, like, all of his films are, are just absolutely steeped with a a level of adult profundity that you don't get in animated films, mostly. Right. Right. Like, I mean, My Neighbor Totoro is like a kid, like maybe his most a kid's movie, like a movie for children. It is also a movie about uh, grief and loss and sadness and what you do with sadness. But then, like, I mean, I know he bridges the gap from like that to like fucking A Wind Rises, which is an unspeakable movie. Uh, just a horrifying film. A horrifyingly beautiful, tragic, evil, beautiful, terrible film. Like, you know, like, so the idea of Miyazaki doing adult violence, I will be honest, is kind of scary. To me.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: There's something a little terrifying about that.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I'm excited for you to see it. And um, with that being said, is there anything else you know about this movie? Uh, no. Cool. Um, Wait, there's a wolf. There's like a wolf, right? There is several very there's large wolves. There's like several
1: wolves? wolves? Okay, that, I'm pretty into that. Yes. That's pretty cool. I like yes. big wolves. Big, big, um, big, big wolf boy. Wolves yeah. on wolves on wolves. Wolves on wolves on wolves. wolves. Yes. All right, cool, cool, cool.
0: Well, with that, we are going to get into our little game. And um, this week, I'm bringing back one that we haven't done in a while. And it's one it? that uh, with Miyazaki films, it's, they are so singular. They are so yeah. like their own thing that like both Ron Tomatoes Price is Right feel always feels a little awkward because you're either comparing it to his other films or films that are like really unrelated. That's like, a Oh, Shrek other Japanese animation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then like, same thing too, with, um, so same thing too, with like letterbox games. It's just like, when you have to find other films to kind of like hide them in it, it always kind of feels like a disservice a little yeah. bit or, yeah. or super obvious. So, I will say I grew up watching this one with the dub, and as I grew up, because this one came out in 1999, and I believe it was released in the states in the year 2000. Um, That's right. And so this is one that, as I grew up, um, the older I got, the more I was like, wait, that's that cast is the American voice cast is like low key stacked, Mm -hmm. and like you know, like I'd watch a movie at like 13. I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? I'm like, oh my god, that's Ashitaka from <laughs> from Princess Mononoke. Like that's crazy. So um the game we are going to play this week using the American Voice cast is Six Degrees of Laura Dern. Dern.
1: <laughs> Everybody cheers. Yeah.
0: And, <laughs> and so Carson, um we are gonna start with the sensible protagonist of this film. Okay. And I wanna let you know to uh really think about this one because I got a very, very, very quick uh quick chain. It took me forever to think of it, but once it clicked, uh it it went. So the way six degrees of Laura Dern works is I'm gonna give Carson an actor from this film. And he is going to try to build a chain, um, as in this person was in this film with this person, who's in this film with this person, so on so forth, and try to land uh try to land at American Treasure, Laura Dern. So with that said, Carson Today yes. we are going to start with the actor who plays Billy Crud. Uh, plays Billy, Cr- <laughs> plays Billy Crudup. First. We're going to start with the actor who plays Ashiutaka in the American film, uh, in the American dub of the film, and that okay. is Billy Crudup.
1: Okay, I'm thinking. I'm already thinking. Ah, uh, cause I Billy Crudup. I'm like, I'm looking it up. Cause he's in is an Alien. Co- he is in Alien Covenant. Okay. Is that the way we're going to go?
0: He has an alien covenant. And that's the a alien very covenant. good route. That's a very good route. Okay.
1: I'm going through alien covenant. I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Did you know that if you go to alien covenant on Google, the Google term, like the thing that it has you like search in Google is Prometheus 2?
0: That's horrible.
1: What's going on with that? What's, what's up with that? That's horrible. Okay. Who hurt you, Google? Who hurt you, Google? Okay, fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, in the event of a tie, Carson does win because I do <laughs> I do spend what? so much of my week thinking about these. <laughs> I spend so much of my week trying to find the best one I can. But sure, I do not use Google. I I, 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 if I'm not 100% sure with my own memory, I do not use it.
1: Well, oh, I aren't do. you special? like i go i go memory first and then i gotta use google to like check to make sure because i saw half this movie
0: well right five years ago because if you because if you play something here and we don't verify it and it's wrong we'll get
1: fucking murdered oh yeah absolutely
2: one of the nine people who listen to us in the united kingdom will roof that that'll be the next revolution
1: the billy credit revolution
2: right which two things to say to that
1: one
0: if you're one of the nine people who listen to us in the united kingdom thank you two how and why three tell all your friends and support us on patreon patreon patreon.com slash hhyns pod
2: caroline i I, this is a long shot but it's going to be uh even more funny if this is the case um i kind of hope it's some of those people that we met from like wales in high school wouldn't that be fun that would be
0: insane that (laughs) would be insane it would be very very cool but also insane
2: billy crudup has been in everything and i don't know that i've seen that's the thing maybe i need to go
1: back to billy crudup i think i went oh 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 fuck okay no i got it i got it i got it go it's really long um okay okay (laughs) I gotta I think I've lost. I think I've lost. Okay. Um, so, uh, fuck. So, wait, what was the initial one I did? Yeah. 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 Okay. Billy Crudup is in Alien Covenant is in, come on. Okay. Billy Crudup is in Alien Covenant with fucking Michael Fassbender. Uh, Michael Fassbender is in fucking Choose Your X-Men movie with fucking James McAvoy. Uh, uh,
0: I choose X-Men Apocalypse. Or No, I
1: lied. No, I decided not to go the McAvoy route. I lied. Okay, so no, no. Fassbender is in, again, Choose Your X-Men movie with Jennifer Lawrence, who is in... Like I choose Philip. Dark
0: Phoenix, a film she is Bad, 100% in. Bad, have not
1: in. seen, barely from horrible. what I've heard. It is I got halfway through, not even, I got a third of the way through Apocalypse and I had to stop. Um, Jennifer Lawrence is, is in the last three, I think? Um, Hungry in his movies with Philip Seymour Hoffman, who is in The Master with Laura Dern.
0: Fair. Yeah. Fair. yeah. Now, Carson, I did win. Yeah, I have to say several times in the show, in the history of the show, I have thought of a chain this quickly and I have said that is unfair. I cannot do that. But I thought this of this is... chain and I liked it too much. Yeah. So, um, like, I just had to use it because it is um, utilizing one of my favorite boys of all time. But Billy Crudup is yeah. in Princess Mononoke.
2: Should, I wish you could see Caroline right now. She's got such a swagger. I have. N- <laughs> I have known her for 14 years and have never seen her this proud I've of herself. Never seen you in this
0: kind of uh, mood. <laughs> Billy Crudup is in *Princess Mononoke* with Minnie Driver, who yeah. is in *The Phantom of the Opera*. Patrick oh, Wilson, no, my no, boy, my favorite boy, no. Who was in *The Founder* with
1: Laura Dern? No. That's Drops the movie when I was like, I need to verify. I think she's in this. I need to verify if she is. I was looking at the founder, and I was like, How the fuck do I get from Billy up to Nick Offerman? <laughs> Wait,
0: oh. I went the wrong direction. You no, know, that that and that one went through my brain too, and I was like, I don't fucking know what movies Nick Offerman's in. Just He's like, been in
1: like, Heartbeat, uh, Heartbeat Loud, Heartbeat loud, yeah. loud with Tony Collette, which is definitely something. Gotta Wait. be.
2: I wouldn't have been able to finish this because I didn't know the master, but I got to Patrick Wilson faster than you did.
0: What? Faster than I did?
2: Yeah. How? No, maybe not. Billy Crudup (laughs) is in Mononoke with... Oh, just kidding. No, he's also in Watchmen. (laughs) He's also in Watchmen with Patrick Wilson oh that's fair so if you start there if you
0: start there but I use I use this one as a starting point because it's a bit of a I mean it's a bit of a gimme if I don't if I come prepared and I use a different movie but no you are right he is in that with I forget
1: um, Billy Crudup's in Watchmen he's good in Watchmen yeah yeah he is a hot take he's pretty good in Watchmen
2: we will see you after the break
0: We are back. We're back. <laughs> uh so Carson, we just watched Princess Mononoke. Hell yeah. And what are your thoughts? Give Hell me- yeah.
1: Hell yeah. Wait, here I need to stand up so I don't peak the microphone. I'm gonna go off screen for a minute. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah.
0: That
2: still peaked.
1: <laughs> it still peaked.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, well. Okay. Awesome. I'm so glad that you liked it so much because this has been like an all-timer for me. Um, oh, we mentioned no, this in the sorry. first half, of course, but as you can still see in the Zoom call, the, the Blu-ray is still behind me as it has yes. been since I moved into this house. Oh, so, yeah. um, so so give me your first thoughts. Like, let's just jump on in here.
1: It's, it's again, my only worry is that we're getting into a, into a Spider-Verse X matrix problem where like, I'm trying to think of just things to say that aren't just like, oh man, that was cool. Um, I will say, I don't know if I exactly expressed it in this, in like these terms in the front half, but I do think that this was the surest thing of the season for me. Like when we planned it out, I was just like, oh yeah, I I love all the other Miyazaki movies. I'm probably going to love this one.
0: Like it's a no-brainer no ace in the whole kind of deal. Yeah, but
1: like yeah. even despite that, I was kind of surprised by just how much I was taken by it like it is definitely not only a great movie and one of my favorites because it's a Miyazaki directed movie but it is probably up there maybe top three of his movies for me now um I was just I was so (sighs) There are both like these just aesthetic elements of it that are just so beautiful and wonderful. And you could just kind of talk about endlessly, like just the way that everything is designed and the way that things move, which is like all both are always features in, in his movies. And this one in particular, just how, how big the scale of it was, like it was everything, all this sort of interesting little design nuances and like great bits of animation that he does in all of these movies just kind of blown out to this epic scale and on, you know, just such a a grand tapestry that's being painted with those things that is just amazing to watch. And then also it is the other aspect of of his movies that I love, um, which is that he just communicates these ideas that are so like primal and so, you know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. Like in the, in the, in the highest possible sense, like these very spiritual ideas, these things that are like you know, almost, almost religious in terms of like, we can only approach these ideas with either like art or prayer, you know, like these sort of fundamental paradoxes that live at the center of the human soul. And he's expressing them through like fucking demon boars (laughs) attacked (laughs) by wolf girls. Like it's great.
0: No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think that's really right on the money. I mean, a thing that has always struck me about this film is, you're right, um, is it does get into, like, you know, there's a lot to be read into it about like environmentalism in like, you know, like preserving the environment, preserving nature and all that good stuff. But like even more on like a more fundamental level, it is it is just about like human beings exist and nature exists.
1: Yeah.
0: How do? How? It's just, it's just human plus nature equals, Mm-hmm. like and it, mm-hmm. and it really and like I mean you know that's obviously very very reductive but at the same yeah, time yeah. it's almost kind of not you know it's almost no, kind of things of just like of just like just like okay like feudal Japan let's go like let's set it there mm-hmm. um kind of like right at the turn of like uh-oh like industry is creeping in in like you know things like guns and like we don't have like you know we don't have electricity yet we don't even really even have like 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 a combustion engine yet but it's like we're starting to like like there's like steam power that we can generate using people and it's just like it's just like kind of right on that turn of like we are now able to in many ways overpower nature like let's set it there and then just like how do we interact with nature just like just like how does how how does humanity and nature both happen and i mean it's great it's 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 so lovely um
1: it's the fundamental paradox of humans are like way stronger than nature because we have these like we are both of nature but we're also kind of the masters of it like we can really do whatever the fuck we want with it but also nature is fucking way stronger than people are like it is right right. yeah like And it's, it's just using these, using fantasy in the best possible way, really, which is like, you know, blowing things out of proportion such that you can like really attack these fundamental ideas. And yeah, it is, I mean, you are right. It is, it's not reductive because it's like a problem for which it is so complex that you can only attack it simply, you know, and there's no answer to it.
0: Right and that's and that's one of the things that is like so kind of like fundamentally beautiful about this movie is it's it doesn't go to this like grand scale like we have figured out all of this stuff or we have like this super hard line stance or like we have this like incredibly like you know I don't know it almost feels like so silly to say it like to but it's just it just is that thing of like if we just acknowledge that humans and nature are like two kind of like the opposite sides of the same coin like linked that way there are just two things that exist and like let's just make a movie about that it's like it is that thing where it's like it is saying everything that you could ever possibly want to kind of like attack um yeah like it attack is- that with without you know, seemingly having any sort of answers or really having like this hardcore stance. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And it is, it is the the way, and you know, I mentioned it before, but this movie did make me feel very religious in a way. It mm-hmm. kind of had me thinking about religion in the way that I do. I, I am an owner of many, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever discussed this on, on the podcast. I'm the, the owner and reader of many holy books and many books about religion, and I, you know, I have, I have a a very intense spiritual side to me, though I don't really, you know, belong to any organized religion at the moment, um, but, like, this is one of those movies that, I don't even know where I was going with that, oh my lord, I just kind of got caught up in thinking about the damn movie, which is the thing that keeps happening, where I'm just thinking about images of it, but it's, like, this is one of those movies that, just presents a problem which is completely intractable in the way that like religious texts do when you when you don't take them in a sort of dogmatic horrible way, when it's just like the way the Bible, I think in my opinion, the way you should kind of like look at the idea of like fundamental human sin in the Bible is not that it's some like, oh, uh, yeah, whatever, this is why you're a bad boy because you masturbate or whatever. It's like a, You know, we 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 have these angels and we have these demons inside of us, and both things are constantly working at all times. And every person is this like hugely imperfect little bit of eternity that you can't solve and you can't make right and you can't make wrong. And it's up for us in our lives to kind of you know square that circle. And similarly, this movie is it's not only I think about the duality between man and nature, but it's like about the duality between Good and evil, and peace and war, and gods and demons, and like men and women. There's a lot of like gender stuff in this movie. That's right, like right. like really interesting. And like the way that Miyazaki approaches all of these dualities is is very Eastern, which is that he just says no, they're all like no, they exist. Like they exist. They are constructed socially, but they're also like they're not real. Like like his his mouthpiece in this movie is fucking Ashitaka standing in the middle of everything and being like can we all just admit that this is bullshit and can we all just like take a chill pill and like stop being assholes to each other because all of this is made up like do you not understand you know
0: yeah no absolutely absolutely um awesome Yes, no, I mean,
1: I, I, yes, Carson, I, I awesome. no,
0: I, I agree. I agree. I agree with so much of like what you're mm-hmm. saying. And it is just this thing of like, I think, I don't think this movie is any more, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's any more like philosophical or like artfully done or anything than like any of other than any of his other films. I just think that one thing that really strikes me in this is the fact that this is his this is his most adult and yeah. the fact that he's like we can get into like like real like violence in this movie and there's like violence in some of his other stuff like Howl's Moving Castle has like some some like war stuff and some violence in there but like this is like a Miyazaki movie with all that comes with it about like war and like yeah. actual like being on like troops on the ground like people are dying and killing, which is like a very like important part of this movie too, is it's yeah. not just about, it isn't about the people who, it's not like the characters around our characters are dying. It's like our characters and the characters around them are actively killing yeah. in a way yeah. that like, is very, very like, it is just so striking. It's, it is so striking.
1: Especially, well, the first time it happens, the first time that Ashitaka's arm starts to go a little wacky, a little wacky, Goo Goo Dolls, Goo Goo Dolls crazy. And, uh, you know, he just pops a dude's head off, which is an arrow, which is the thing right. he does a few times in the movie. It literally, I watched this with my roommate, and, uh, you know, she can attest, I literally multiple times throughout this movie just kind of like sat back, and am like, whoa! <laughs> right. Like, whoa now!
0: Right. And, um, no, I mean, you're right. And I think that, like, a thing the movie does very extremely well is even from square one, it's like, I mean, the the boar demon comes in and, like, is clearly about to, like, kill all of these people. And, you know, like, you know, our hero rides in on the horse and he saves the village, he saves the town. And you're kind of like, okay, cool, good guy. And it's like, it's like, oh, you're like cursed now. Yeah. And it's just like, you're just like, you're like, why is he cursed? Like, like he did, he did a good thing. Why, why is our hero being cursed by that? And, and then it's just like, well, you know, in, in, in not such a blunt way, mm-hmm. it's like, well he's cursed because like this boar only got this curse because humans did it yeah and like that is the first in so many ways where it's like you in every different faction like every single character in this film kind of has like direct like ideological but also like political and like violent conflicts with like every other character in this film you know like i mean I mean, Sen even tries to, like, hurt Ashitaka a couple times and, like, you know, it's kind of that thing of, like, oh, hey, like, we need to, like, calm this down, you know, like, she attacks him and That's he kind of, like, his head. yeah, and it's like, it, it's, like, that one you can kind of, like, chalk up to a misunderstanding and they, mm-hmm. o- like, overwhelmingly, like, become, you know, become allies pretty, pretty quickly, but it's just that thing of, like, there are no two main characters in the film who interact with one another, who don't have some kind of, like, literal and violent most of the time conflict and it does a very 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 good job at kind of like you wanting all of them to survive so like you can't root for any of them to win yeah you know what i mean it's like that thing where it's like you know um i mean that that bit with um ashitaka is just sort of you know the It's just sort of like, you know, a microcosm of that, of like, you then find out that, like, you know, the boars are, like, the boars are being taken advantage of, but they're also, like, very, like, powerful. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, they're also kind of abusing their power in some ways. And, and it's just that thing, too. It's like you're introduced to, um, hold on, give me one second.
1: Yeah. The character names can be, there's a lot of them.
2: Um, hold, please. While you're Googling, I just wanted to say um, that I really, Carson, I, I really, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I really loved your sort of spiritual talk up at the top. That was, it's, it's so it, it gave common. me a lens into this film that I it didn't click, but I really, really enjoyed. Well, thank you, Corey. Yeah,
0: well, Carson's, Carson's very good like that. He's a very good little boy, but um, yes, and, and so you are a good little it's boy. Um, but it's, it's Lady Eboshi who like runs, Mm -hmm. runs a little, um, like runs a little colony. And it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like when you meet her, she is like actively killing the wolves and you're like, you're like, well, she's a villain. Like bad guy, bad guy. And then you like kind of get to know her a little bit and you're like, okay, so like, she seems nice. And she's like helping these people who no one else would ever help. And also, uh, like you know, giving these people like livelihoods that they would never have. And not just like, not just, you know, they have like, you know, the um, the group of lepers, but like also just like the rest of the people in town, like the women in the town and like, yeah. the entire town is prospering because of her. And you're kind of like, nope, this is a front, this is a front. And then like, when it gets down to that last like 45 minutes, that's just straight up like action. Like very philosophically backed action mm-hmm. with like stakes and like spirituality behind it, but action. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like every single character like is about to get got, and you're just like, no, like I don't want you to die, but I also don't want you to kill the person you're gonna you're about to kill.
1: Yeah, like it is the good one of the good things you can do about with action films is just like, oh no, everyone are mutual badasses, I don't want mutual badasses to kill each other. Like that's not cool, but also, yeah, this movie is like very politically mature it is
0: Correct, yes. huge
1: again like all of Miyazaki's films I think his greatest strength as a, as a storyteller is that it is just stupidly empathetic to everyone in it like there's very there is I think almost no character who you you spend any t- who is not like you know sort of cannon fodder and even then every death in this movie is pretty harsh like even the ones that are kind of cool for the sake of action, you basically immediately, excuse me, I mean, you immediately get Ashitaka being like, oh my God, I just killed someone. Like, y- you know, like life it is very, very precious in this movie. It always is.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah, I mean, like Lady Bows, she's so cool because she's both, at times she can be a bit of a mustache twirling villain. And also she can, I say this 100% and ironically be like a really badass girl boss. Like, she is like <laughs> starting a like industrial feminist like fucking town where she's very explicitly being like, Yeah, we're gonna take over the world so we can like make it good. Like, it's you know, like, sh- shit sucks right now. Let's make it better. And like, you believe her, and she, cause she's not lying. I did keep oh, saying, right. I do, I kept kind of wondering. If she was going to have some ulterior motivation because she seems both so dangerous but also so nice. But no, she's just a completely whole character. It's just that in real life, sometimes people that have the best of intentions are imperfect, and because they're in certain situations, they are going to do things that are, you know, un- unquestionably bad. Like she does some shitty, shitty, shitty things, but you don't lose empathy for her. you understand why she doesn't they're completely motivated
0: right well two things first of all ladies tweet at us if you think lady Iboshi was the original girl boss She's um
1: <laughs>
0: um so, but but like for real though it is that thing where it's like you know god i i do kind of hate that um that i have been so inundated with marvel movies for the last 10 years that yeah. they are just the 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 quickest like most like easiest just like well
1: she like every single episode
0: no i know it's just, like it's, so i mean they're they're so they're so like you know ubiquitous with what's going on right now that like when you think of like a pro like a problem or a trope or like anything in movies you're just, like well like let me relate it to this but it's like it's like the thing i like about lady eboshi is that you know it's kind of like there are a lot of like especially in I shouldn't even say Western, I should say, especially in non-Miyazaki films, but particularly in American films where it's like, bad guy, bad, you know what I mean? Like, like we, like, like for whatever reason, bad guy, bad. And it's kind of like, you know, like, there are these villains and like I'm thinking of like the Thanos thing where it's like his whole thing is he's like he's like I'm doing this for the good of everyone else it's mm-hmm. like it's like I am like like I have this idea and I realized that like you know like I'm gonna do this horrible thing but it's for a good reason yeah. and it's just like and like nine times out of ten in movies like when that is the take when it's like it's like well the villain like you know has good motivations but like they're corrupted or whatever nine times out of ten you're just kind of like no that's stupid like that doesn't make any sense like 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 you are like a mustache a mustache twirling villain like like you are saying that you have this motivation but like it's not that's not what you're actually doing or like Mm -hmm. you're just an idiot if you are like think like that's your solution but like it is with lady eboshi it's like like oh shit like you are like a sensibly kind of like the bad guy in most ways but it's like it's like you are kind of right Oh absolutely. At at every turn you know like it's not that thing where it's like the villain is misguided and it's like she is but it's not like because she is dumb or blinded it's just kind of like she's a human being living in this time and if you have like you know you know power corrupts and all of that good stuff and but she's also Mm -hmm. like charged with the responsibility of like taking care of and saving these people and she's honestly like she is hashtag the OG girl boss yeah. because she's doing a good job of she's
1: it. She's got good guns and she's got a pretty good, seemingly a pretty good uh, uh, system of building up the town going for it, you know?
0: It just it just also happens to, uh, you know, sort of be destroying all that is good in the natural world, but... <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, but like... It's also okay. It's, it's it's Billy Bob. What is the name of the character that Billy Bob plays? I, I should I should say I be, I think because we did Laura Dern. I just usually what I'll do with the Miyazaki films first time is I'll kind of because HBO is really good. You can switch back and forth between the sub and the dub real quick. So right. I'll do like depending on the movie. If I've heard that the the dub is okay, I'll like switch back and forth. Uh, this one I just went I just went dub the whole way through. I think just because I looked and I was like oh yeah this cast is pretty stacked. I mean, this
0: cast is unbelievable. Like he always gets he like his movies always get good casts in the states. This one is like kind of maybe my favorite cast across the board um, Mm -hmm. because it's kind of it's kind of right at that. It's kind of right at that nexus of like Miyazaki is becoming critically acclaimed, Mm -hmm. but like, and and this is nothing against Tina Fey and Matt Damon. We we stand them both. We of course we do, but it's like that thing like. By the time we, you get to Ponyo, like, after Spirited Away, by the time you get to Ponyo, it's, like, it's like, who is, like, who is, like, a like an A-list actor? They're gonna be it's... in Miyazaki. Who's, like, famous? Where, like, this cast is right at that nexus of, like, Miyazaki has the name power to, like, get actors to want to do his films, but, like, not triple a movie star so it's like this cast is just like so perfectly tuned with like like you have claire danes who is really having a moment she's really Um, good and you have like and you have like jada pinkett smith who like you know is a minor
1: role that kills it
0: yeah and just and just like you have keith david who's like not obscenely famous but is one of the best actors of the last bazillion years and one of the best voice actors like oh yeah that's alive right now
1: they get a lot of good voice acting talent this one because it's Keith Damon. Yeah, it's fucking John DiMaggio is gone is Gonza and he plays like a yes. bunch I know I'm like he's a bunch of the vinyl roles fucking Tress McNeil's and there a whole bunch it's like you know half the and cast Futurama basically right they and get into like just clean up like it's great
0: right and this is um and uh there's Gillian Anderson too yeah. like right at maybe the height and it might be towards the beginning but like right at the height of the x-files yeah yeah. so like it's kind of an insanely perfect cast Mm -hmm. and no joke i think this is um oh yeah like right at the height uh x-files started in 93 so um and it ran for 11 seasons so this is peak x-files um but like this is low-key maybe my favorite billy credit role oh he's so good and I think, I, I think Billy up is a good actor. I just... Yeah, but
1: he's never an actor I think about, you know? Right. He's never on the cusp of my brain.
0: Um, you were about to say something about the dub versus the sub about... Uh, but also, I, yeah. I I derailed us. I do want to come it's back okay. to talk and crude up. I do want to hashtag talk crud yeah. here in a minute. But um, I cut you off. What were you saying? No, I
1: was done. I just said that I watched okay. the dub. In, I I didn't watch any of this because usually I'll either... Like, um, uh, fucking uh, Porco Rosso. I heard that the the dub is bad, so I just watched the sub and like Wind Rises. I went back and forth the first time I watched it, which like Wind Rises has I, I'm pretty sure John Krasinski and Joe Gordon-Levitt in it. They're not good, like, they, they're just <laughs> right. Good. Like, I like those two guys, but they don't work there. Um, uh, right. but no, Crump is stupid good. Like, I he was the one that I was looking at the voice cast. I'm like, I oh, had yeah, Billy Crump yeah, he was, what was he, and almost famous, and then I kind of had the look. I'm like, He's in oh, okay. He's in like fucking Watchmen or whatever. Like what's Billy Crudup been in? Like I had to kind of remind myself. He's in Big Fish. In Big he's Fish. In like Alien like,
0: Covenant, a movie I hate.
1: Uh, yeah, a movie <laughs> that the both of us do not like, and we'll stick to that opinion forever. I think, but
0: I've tried so hard to to not. Oh, me
1: too. I've seen it another time and a half since we saw it together in the theater, and it's uh, nothing. But we'll like, talk about this
0: in a few weeks. But uh, yeah, absolutely.
1: But Billy's so good. He's so gentle and so soft spoken but Agreed. is but is just invulnerable and how like he oh my god yeah he brings just so much panache to the shit it's great
0: yeah he really does like i almost wish i didn't i mean knowing it's billy up i actually like low key like respect him more for it but i almost wish it wasn't billy cut up because and i only say that because like i am so used to him seeing like these like playing like these jaded like chip on my shoulder like men yeah you know what i mean and like it's one of those things where it's like it's like i watch this movie and i love ashitaka so much and he's honestly Ashitaka is the cutest little girl I've ever seen <laughs> but but it is just that thing of it's just, like, of it's just like I I watch um the film with the when I watch it with the dub um and I'm kind of like wow like this is perfect for that role and then when you do that thing where it's like I'm gonna listen like knowing this is really caught up and like think about it I'm like I'm like, I can't, like, it breaks my brain. I'm like, he has to be yeah. faking this, right? Like, there's yeah. no way, like, he's yeah. doing Yeah, he doesn't this. sound like, like this. that.
1: It, it is also the weird thing with, I mean, a lot of movies, but especially all the Miyazaki movies, because Miyazaki's protagonists are so often these, like, wide-eyed, like, little boys and little girls that are, like, just, you know, trying to make their way through a kind of odd situation or a weird world. I mean, you know, right. Spirited like, Spirit Away is, like, the, I think it would be like one prototypical example of that. Um because like Sen is great. Like she is, you know, her journey is very important in that movie, but like she is far from my favorite character in Spirited Away. Fucking Ashitaka is my favorite fucking character in this movie. He's great. Like what well, no 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 I revised that statement. It's Yakul's yeah, my favorite character because as my my letterbox review says
2: yeah, Yakul yeah, cool is cool because he is just
1: just He's perfect. Boy. He's, He's so perfect. perfect. He's so great. He, the scene, the scene where Ashutaka does like the classic hero thing of like, you got to stay here. Like you're hurt. You like stay here and find cover and I'll come back for you. And yeah, just, just like, no. No, and it just cuts to Ashitaka like leading him, being like, "Okay, come on, let's go, let's go." He's, well, well, he's we'll, a, he's a very, very buddy. Like he's a very
0: heroic little antelope. He is so <laughs> good. He's just always trying his best, and like
1: their friendship is legitimately so important. It is another one of those like core dualities in the movie where like it's like, like San doesn't understand why Yakul is hanging out with this human he's like, yeah, you can just go, you leave, be free, I know that he's, appre- clearly he's oppressing you horribly, so just get out of here, and Yakul's like, fuck you talking about, like, <laughs> like, no, I'm right. hanging out, he's, like, he's my buddy, I'm hanging out with him, you know, oh, uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it's fantastic, like, you're cool, you know, Ashutaka, talk is so pure and so good, and is just trying his best and it is incredible i love it it is one of those movies where it really is a protagonist that is completely flat like doesn't or not flat but completely static right he does not change he learns things about the world and those things are basically the philosophical precepts upon which the movie stands but he does not change at all he is as pure of heart in the beginning of the of the movie as he is in the end and everybody just changes around
0: yeah no i i mean i i wholeheartedly agree and i think uh you you the last 20 seconds of you talking has unlocked so many things in my brain that i'm just yes, like need yes, to talk yes. about but number one is i think you are very much correct it's it is this interesting thing of like so many of miyazaki's films are from the perspective of children
1: mm-hmm.
0: because so much about so much about you know um the things that are in his movies is just like coming to understand you know coming to understand whatever it is and it's like all of these sounds like like if spirited away is kind of like you know just like kind of like growing up a little like coming to terms with just like growing up and like becoming you know an adult like and it's like it's like so much of that has to be told through the eyes of children you know like that's that's a lot about like Ponyo too like a lot of Ponyo I mean a lot of Ponyo is just ham and beautiful fish and teeth but um (laughs) straight up teeth is like I no joke I think teeth is in my top 10 um most quoted uh film quotes ever because I say it all the time um but uh you know in the way that like Ponyo is about like and yes it's from this childish perspective but it's about like Growing up and like building a relationship with like another person. And it's like, and it's yeah. like, coming to just like want, at least want to love, you know? And it's like, it's done in a very childish way. So much of this film is kind of like, it's kind of like understanding like the nature of just like the universe and God. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so in that way, like yeah. it's still, it still tracks that like, Ashitaka is a grown up, but in the scale of, you know, in the scale of the philosophy of the film, yeah. is very much a child. It's like just being a human makes you a child when you're talking about like the eternal spirits of nature and like like versus like industrial revolution and and human humanity like growing beyond its like, you know, growing beyond maybe its like natural place in the order, um, like children, like the children in that metaphor are adult humans that can create war.
1: They can. It is, It is, I think, very important though that Ashitaka is basically like a teenager, at least in this movie, because right, as right. soon as he walks in the Iron Town, every single woman in there is like, oh shit, Ashitaka can get it. Like, <laughs> like oh damn, Ashitaka, pump those, pump those fumes. Yeah, make that iron melt. Like. Yeah. <laughs> which is a great scene but yeah it's a it's from the mouth of babes it's like only someone who's at least a little useful like is so it's it it's the great duality between him and uh, uh, uh billy bob you know of uh, jico uh, jico Bo. i don't think i'm pronouncing his name correctly but right him and billy bob who i also loved in this movie um it's that duality of like him and this old man who is ostensibly a monk but definitely works for the emperor of japan which is great um but like because this other guy is so old and it's that conversation they have at the camp where he just he puts forth his philosophical view of the world which is like look man you're cursed i'm cursed fucking joshima over there's cursed the whole fucking world's cursed like we're all dying it's all evil we're all like everything's a little fucked up like what's the like we can only learn to kind of be at peace with that we can't fix it <laughs> like and to some extent he's kind of right like the end of this movie is not a we fixed the natural order of things it's a we have a chance to try again and maybe this time right. we'll do it a bit better but it also the movie refutes that guy's you know his utter cynicism at that, because Ashitaka is just blatantly doesn't believe that. He has the exact opposite view, which is, no, I am more cursed than everyone else, and that's why I need to, like, really fucking try to, like, exact some righteousness on this world. Like, I I gotta, you know, fix some shit while I'm still around. Right it's uh so good i like i like you cool i like the way he jumps there are so many good jumps in this movie I there would, are
0: so many good jumps
1: i would frequently i would my roommate just kept laughing at it by the end because i would just go oh man good jump <laughs> <laughs> just point the screen and go oh good jump right um,
0: oh and good wolf jump cool going back to you cool um yeah. yakul is very beautifully animated oh, yeah. and um when whenever I think about Miyazaki and just like all of his films and like I, th- I do think about like how beautifully things are animated and rendered mm-hmm. and um of my top three just favorite like not even favorite of the top three images I can think of um of all of his films um two of them are from Spirited Away and one of them is from this and th- the most beautifully striking thing in any Miyazaki film for me and I don't know why it's when um in Spirited Away when Haku is like in the dragon form and he's injured and there's like that blood and there's like the blood yeah. on him yeah, 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 I um because there's like something about like Like the way he renders the redness of the blood with like the teal of like Haku's like coloring is um just so visually striking and beautiful to me. Yeah. The second most beautiful image I can think of from any Miyazaki movie is every frame about nature in Princess Mononoke. Yeah. Like 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 I like very seriously it is like a it is like a like a like a hundred and seventy five thousand way tie with every frame of this movie about nature. Um. And it is just one of the most beautifully rendered thing in the world. And it's, I think there's so much artistry in all of his films. And I think Spirited Away is, um, you know, maybe his best in terms of like, there's so much packed into every frame. There is so much care. There is so much detail. There is so much like imagination at play, but like actually every single image of like, whether it's like, Yeah, cool. Whether it's the wolves, whether it's like the shots of like the spirit of the forest from afar. Um, Not up
1: close. Up close, he's a, he he kind of a funky looking guy. Well, even
0: kind of, even kind of up close, even kind (laughs) of up close. But
1: he's beautiful in a strange way, but from afar, he is uh, gorgeous.
0: It just is like, there is such a like awe and reverence that you just are hit with like a truck like when you watch this movie. Um, and then my third, my f- third favorite, which is like actually one of my favorite images of everything uh, of all time is in Spirited Away when we're on the train.
1: Yeah, the train is. It's just,
0: impressive. I don't know what it is. It just, it just, it just, it just, it just hurts.
1: That's like a dream that we've all had them on the train, just with yeah. the water on all sides. It's yeah, it's uh, yeah. But I will, okay. So this is a thing I was thinking about a lot in terms of the, both, the, mostly the animation, the aesthetics of this movie um because y'all y'all both play video games but I think I definitely play more video games than y'all do um so I don't definitely. know how much of this definitely. like hit y'all but like every this is every to some extent I think every open world fantasy video game has stolen something from this movie like in the past definitely years. I mean it definitely it, it, this predates you know this was I was thinking a lot about Legend of Zelda and this is basically coming out alongside you know the original few Zelda games um in the 90s but like
0: yeah this would have been right alongside ocarina this is the like, same year yeah. as ocarina of time
1: like
0: original Threat. few Zelda games.
1: original few sorry I should have, I should specify the, the 64 the original like 3D Zelda games. <laughs> Z-
0: of I know
1: my Zelda I'm sorry but like the but, but this is breath of the wild a video game which I have put like 200 plus hours into um is like aping the aesthetic of this thing so much like the the colors the sort of grandeur of it the way that things jump um have have y'all ever played the dark souls games
0: no uh only bloodborne
1: okay bloodborne also bloodborne which is like their cousin it's like the the best one also bloodborne's like the best (laughs) one
0: um
1: but and and this is they're on the record um a different miyazaki son miyazaki son who uh runs uh from software is very forthright about his like uh, yeah, I really like all of the Ghibli movies, and I really I steal from all the Miyazaki Ghibli movies like indiscriminately, like he did. Like you watch Princess Mononoke, and you go, "Oh, that Dark Souls boss! Oh, that Dark Souls boss! Oh, that that's where he got that armor set." The new game from 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 Software is called Elden Ring. It is uh, the piece of 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 interactive media for which I am I am the most excited for in many years, Um, you have a little spirit seed that you jump onto, uh, which the the internet, like Reddit, Dark Souls Reddit, has just taken to calling Yakul, which was a reference (laughs) I did not understand (laughs) until today. But it is, that's what it is, is you riding around on Yakul. Like, that's the thing. Um, So yeah, I mean, just, yeah, the aesthetics of this thing are so... They are so both very steeped in history and they feel very real, uh, despite the fact that they are clearly fantastical. Like they feel very informed by history, but also just utterly singular in their design aesthetics. um Yeah, it's great. It's a good fantasy aesthetic, the whole yes. thing. And the nature is truly just like, oh my God, like it's and, great. Nature. Yes.
0: No, I agree. And there's something about, and I don't even know what it is because I'm not a, in terms of like like graphic and like visual art, like painting and whatnot, like I am not in any way skilled in that, but just like, I don't know exactly how to say it, but just like the color balance between yellow and green yeah. in this film is so perfect. How it, how it is like, it's always the sunlight and it's always leaves, but it's always a golden and emerald. Like they're both so rich and, they just play off each other so perfectly in a way that like when you said like oh this is Breath of the Wild I'm like yeah. you're exactly right it's like, it's like they strike like they they steal and I shouldn't even say steal but like they have you know like that palette has become so wonderfully ubiquitous with yeah. like how you render nature and like it is just that thing of like I I don't even think I don't even think uh Breath of the Wild is stealing it from this movie yeah. i think this movie perfected it in a yeah. way that that's now the only way you can do it in animation yeah
1: in in, in legends of the breath of the wild one of the things about that there's a lot of that game is amazing i'm gonna go on i, j- I just said i played it for more 200 hours the other game that i'm most excited for is the sequel to legends of the breath of the wild um amazing game uh one of the systems in that game it's because it's got a very realistic day night system like it's a continuously going system. Um, But one of the things that that game does is it very subtly adds time uh, to basically like either extremes of the sunset and sunrise part of the day so that like noon, like when when the sun is directly in the center of the sky and everything would be just washed out and flat. Is happens for like five minutes, and then it you're almost immediately then into oh everything's very shady and fun and cool now. That's nothing in this movie takes place at noon. It's weird. Like it, it's it was the thing that I thought about afterwards. I'm like oh it's always kind of always sunset or sunrise. Right. But that's because that's when things look coolest. Like that's when it looks the nicest. And as we talked about before, the like inherent grandeur of nature and of the natural world is very important to the, the themes of this movie, like demonstrating that such that you do not need to be told that nature is something that is very important. You just know it because it is beautiful, you know. It's right. important.
0: Yeah. I agree. I agree. And uh yeah, and there is that thing too of just like as much as the humans in this movie kind of like are shown to be like destroying nature in so many ways they're so reverent of it, which like is which is both communicated by like the way it's animated, like what we're talking about right now, but also, um, but also like the, like the way it's animated helps communicate that. But also it's just that thing of like, you know, for example, um, I think it's so fun that it's just like, they call, they call San, you know, Princess Mononoke, like they're, like, they're like, she is, like, she's, she's the princess. Like, she is the princess yeah. bone of, born of both humans and humans and yeah. nature. And then, like, like, you know, you get, you get a little ways away and is like, well, she's the princess. And they're like, she's not the fucker she's a girl who got raised by wolves. Yeah. But it's just like, but it's just like <laughs> that thing of, like, we're so obsessed with, like, we are so obsessed at kind of, like, revering nature that it's like, well, she must be some kind of spirit. It's like, no, she's not a, like, like, no, 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 no. Like, she's not a princess. She is like, she could be. Yeah. Like if that's what we want, but like no, she is she is a human being who was left in the woods and is now just closer to nature than you are by like a smidge. Yeah,
1: her silly wolf mom is like, yeah, honey, you're a princess, totally. Uh huh.
0: I want I want that I want a wolf mom.
1: Yeah, a wolf mom would be pretty nice, and you can yeah. just, just hug her big her big coat and just kind of get wrapped up in there yeah oh man okay well I think I think we should wrap it up because we're gonna we could I we could talk about this movie I think for
0: hours I think so too
1: it's it's great can okay before we go can I just what is because my list is now changed because this movie what are your top three Miyazaki's
0: my top three Miyazaki's who um so that's actually pretty easy. What the top three are, what order they are in. I will kill you if you make me try, sure. <laughs> because I like that they're, they're, they are my three favorites for very different reasons. Yeah, no but um, my top three are this for just like that beauty and the nostalgia spirited away because it's perhaps the best film he's made sure. and Ponyo because it's the most delightful.
1: Ponyo does love him and, and is delightful.
0: I, I love Ponyo so Ponyo is
1: much. Great. I I will say I'm glad that we have different lists but this is the one that overlaps because I do think that I think that this knocked Spirited Away out for me
0: actually. Really, I really. I might have to
1: rewatch Spirited Away again and like readjust but I do I think that maybe it knocked it out because I was really I was really into this. Wow. And then the other two are also for entirely different reasons for all of them. Uh, yeah, this because it's 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 epic and it's incredible and it's very politically mature. And um, Wind Rises because it is uh, um, horrific and it scares me. And I think about it and it <laughs> haunts my soul. Um, <laughs> and and then Kiki's Delivery Service because it uh, is a movie that reduces me to tears just easily, just so easily. And, it, and, and that is a movie that I do feel like my relationship to might change because it is about the time in my life that I'm in right now. <laughs> right it's about being in your 20s and how things are kind of tough in your 20s
0: I need to rewatch that because I watched Uh, that movie ad nauseum as a child and I have maybe seen it once since I've since I've turned like 15 so I I need to watch that
1: one again there's like it's it is it's like oh man Miyazaki more than anybody has tapped into just what just the emotional turmoil that Like someone invites you, like so, a friend of yours that you don't know super well is like, hey, do you want to like hang out with some people you don't know? And then you're like, no, I don't know. I'm a little socially awkward. I don't think I can do that. And then you feel like shit about it for like two weeks and you can't explain why. Like, oh, oh, like a specific feeling, but one which is so rich when sketched in that movie. Uh, All right, Princess Vaughn and okay. Fucking rules. Uh, You want my review? My review is fucking five stars. It's good, I like it. It's (laughs) great. The cool is cool.
2: Um,
1: Ashitaka is my homeboy. He's got a cool, I like his cool little sword.
0: Yeah, I like his cool little tunic and his cool little, I like his his cool little bun. I like like his cool cool little little hair. as,
1: As a man with a man bun, I was a little sad when he cut it. It was very cool. Like it's a cool, anytime a character in a movie is like, I need to go on a mission, so I need to cut my hair like Mulan style, it's always very cool. One of
0: the saddest things in my life is just that my hair is not thick enough um, to rock a a tight little bun like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Like mine mine has to be, my hair is just so fine. It has to be thin. Or I mean, it, it has to be messy. Otherwise, it is like the size of a quarter.
1: You and anyway. my mom need to have like a, you could really have a chat about how annoyed you are that I have thick hair.
2: That's and true. That's something
1: <laughs> that my mom talks to me about. Literally the both of you, every time I see you, you're like, damn oh. you with your nice hair. And I'm like, <laughs> hey. and I, I giggle in the corner like a goblin. Uh, Both you and my mother,
0: yeah. Uh your mom uh, and I could also have a conversation about how you're our favorite soul boy. Aw, yeah,
1: you probably could. <laughs> oh, 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 I just knocked my microphone down.
0: <laughs> anyway, oh, I think no. that is
1: Princess Mononoke. Princess Mononoke.
0: Um. Thank you guys all so much for listening. Uh, Corey, do you want to tell all the nice people where they can find us because you're a great producer who knows all of those things off the top of your head?
2: Absolutely. I honestly <laughs> just got so scared you were about to end the episode without kicking it to me for social media. And I was like, no. <laughs> My good sir, I would never. <laughs> we need people to listen. Uh, on that note, if you like what you hear, Please be sure to like us and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. Leaving a review if it's possible also really helps out the visibility of our show. Uh, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash H-H-Y-N-S podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at H-H-Y-N-S pod. Uh, Karsten, I'm very excited to transcribe uh, your little spiel there at the end for your Letterboxed review this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, a special thank you to Please our patrons. Caitlin Matthews, Stephen Woosley, and Nihar Fodke. Uh, if you'd like a shout out on the show, bonus content, and our undying eternal love, head over to patreon.com slash H-H-Y-N-S pod. We have multiple levels, all with their own perks, ranging from $1 to $25 a month. As I said, if you are interested in hearing more, please visit patreon.com slash H-H-Y-N-S pod. Yeah, and so... um so that is all we got for you guys this week. Uh please
0: check out our Patreon. I won't, I won't bore you with my normal spiel of here's all the good stuff we have coming because you can just listen to the last 30 seconds of last week's episode and get that whole thing. But yeah. we've got a lot of awesome stuff. Um Carson, why don't you tell us what what are we doing next week?
1: So this is okay. I think that this is gonna be, in my opinion, the best like bam bam, like two movies of the one of the two season. punch. One two punch, because they are. Utterly different, and I love them both. Next week we are doing the Coen Brothers. uh com- I mean, it's a comedy. I'm going. Go it's, it's a comedy. It's very oh, funny. It's a comedy. Yeah. It's a funny one. I mean, oh, I don't know. Brother. I haven't watched it yet. Oh no, never. We're not about to record an episode about it. No. Oh, <laughs> oh, brother, where art thou? The way that I like to say the name of that movie. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite movies.
0: All right. Well, I am very <laughs> excited.
1: I'm very excited
0: to jump into that episode. And uh, without further ado, we will see you guys next week.
1: See you next week.